Hey friend, just a quick note for you before you get into this episode. Since I released this season last year, I have since changed around some of the domains on my site, and now the links that I mention in the original episodes no longer work. So before, if I mentioned a link like filmmakerfreedom.com slash one, that link is now filmfreedomshow.com slash one, and it's the same throughout this entire season. So sorry for the inconvenience with that, and uh, I hope you enjoy the show. Hey friend, welcome to the first episode of the first season of the Filmmaker Freedom Podcast. My name is Robert Hardy, and I'm a filmmaker, a writer, and a small business owner based out of Denver, Colorado. I want to tell you a little bit about how this season is going to work because I don't think it'll be quite like any other filmmaking show you've ever heard. So the first thing you need to know is that this entire season, all 10 episodes of it, will revolve around one central theme. And that theme is how to become a successful filmmaker in the modern world. So here's the deal. Being a filmmaker these days is both incredibly liberating and pretty frustrating at the same time. You see, we live in a world where aspiring and experienced filmmakers alike have unprecedented access to the tools and audiences that could potentially allow us to not only make the films we care about, but also make a sustainable living from it. And from talking to indie filmmakers these past few years, both on my blog and on social media and all over the place, I found that that's what an overwhelming majority of us actually want. Not to be rich and famous or have a shelf full of Oscars, but to be able to support ourselves and our families through telling the stories that we actually want to tell. But the truth is that a vast majority of us don't live anywhere near that ideal scenario. We're stuck in old ways of doing things, and those old ways just flat out aren't working. They keep us in a position where the closest we can come to our own filmmaking dreams is working just long, torturous hours below the line in the film industry or working for corporate clients who pay the bills well but don't really understand or value our work. Or even in taking our passion projects, the things that we actually do care about, out to festivals and playing that whole game, only to end up releasing them online for free because, frankly, we couldn't find a distributor. Now, despite that, pretty much every filmmaker I know or I've talked to is trying in some way or multiple ways to be more successful. But a lot of the things we try just don't end up working. They don't get us to that goal of making a living from making work that we care about. So that's the dilemma that I want to tackle in this season of the Filmmaker Freedom Podcast. I want to share a handful of mindsets and strategies that anyone, regardless of where they live or how experienced they are, can start using right away to start working their way towards the success that they want. So here's just a little primer on the topics that we'll cover over the next 10 episodes. So first up, we're going to dive into the elements of filmmaking success or some of the things that really have to be in place in order to succeed. And not just with filmmaking, but everything you do. We're going to talk about the idea of taking small daily actions and doing that consistently and using that as a means to build up to bigger things over time. We're going to dive into the three primary ways that filmmakers can make a living in the modern world, that being the film industry doing client work or being a freelancer, 
and making a living with original films. But that, that last one, which I'm sure a lot of you are interested in, probably isn't going to be what you expect. We're also going to talk about something that nowhere near enough people are talking about these days, and that's the importance of diversifying your income so that you can overcome the feast or famine that comes with a lot of creative work. Then we're going to dive into the, the craft and interpersonal side of things. We're going to talk about finding an artistic voice that is uniquely your own so that you can actually stand out from the crowd and stop imitating what others are doing. We're going to talk about building up your ideal body of work and a few of the best ways to start doing that quickly without having to spend 10 or 20 years making films. We're going to talk about overcoming perfectionism, anxiety, and fear, and just some of those psychological forces that prevent us from doing our best work. We're going to talk a little bit about building a team, becoming a great leader and collaborator, because the truth is that filmmaking is a team sport. And when you've got a great team in place, you can accomplish great things. And lastly, we're going to talk about success boosters, which are essentially practices that have nothing to do with filmmaking, but once you start integrating them into your life, they will dramatically impact your ability to succeed in the world of film. So that's a broad overview of what we're going to be covering this season. If all of that sounds good to you, or if any of those piqued your interest, I'd love it if you'd stick around and join me as we dive deep into this giant, messy topic of filmmaking success. So let's get to it. So the topic for today's show is one that really hits close to home for me. And it's this idea that you, and you only, have the power to choose your own definition of filmmaking success. Now, in a moment, I'm going to tell you the story of why this is so, so important to me. However, before we dive into any of that, I want to tell you a little bit about Music Vine, the cool company sponsoring this first season of the Filmmaker Freedom podcast. So you have a lot of choices these days when it comes to finding music for your films and video projects. But Music Vine truly stands above the pack. Not only is it refreshingly straightforward to license music you'd actually want to use in your films, but it's also genuinely affordable, even for indie filmmakers on shoestring budgets. And the best part is, the music is all thoughtful, expressive, and genuine. It's sourced from indie artists all over the globe who put the same care and attention and soul into their music as you do into your films. That's why all of the music in this podcast comes straight from the Music Vine Library. So if you like what you hear in today's show, you can learn more about Music Vine and get an exclusive 10% discount on your first song when you visit filmmakerfreedom.com. All right, so let's dive in to the episode. So I have a question for you. What does filmmaking success mean to you? I mean, really think about it. Imagine what it would look like and what it would feel like to be truly successful, to be where you want to be. Now, here's the follow-up question that might make you a little bit uncomfortable. Did you arrive at that definition of success on your own, perhaps through a process of figuring out what it is you value in life and then aligning your goals with those values? Or did it come from somewhere else, someplace outside of you? We're all influenced by society and culture in some way, mostly by the stories that we hear and by the expectations that those stories place on us. And for filmmakers, there are quite a few common stories about what it means to be successful. For instance, on the industry side of things, we see A-list directors and producers and actors, and we think to ourselves, oh, that's what it means to be truly successful in film. 
Or maybe we just want to work as a writer or an editor or a cinematographer. And the higher you go in the industry, the more successful you are. Or perhaps you're interested in indie filmmaking, and you might see certain directors who get into all of the major festivals every time they release a film. And then you think, I will be successful when one of my films makes it into Sundance and gets a distribution deal. Or maybe you just want to make cool original videos, in which case success looks like having a million subscribers on YouTube and landing all sorts of lucrative sponsorship and influencer marketing deals. These are the stories that filmmakers are bombarded with day in and day out. And the more we hear these stories, the more they become part of us. The more we internalize them and start believing that those are really the only legitimate ways to be successful. But as you're about to find out, that's kind of a dangerous proposition. Because when we chase definitions of success that aren't in line with our values, there's very good chance that we'll end up miserable and deflated. And I know this because I've been there. So here's my story. I've never admitted what I'm about to tell you, at least not in public like this. Three years ago, I nearly gave up on filmmaking entirely. At the time, I'd been out of film school for a few years, and I was working all sorts of film-related jobs. I was a PA on some of the reality shows that roll through Denver. I was working as a freelance camera operator, both for corporate videos and in the world of live sports. And I was trying to start up a little freelance video editing business, which never took off at all. On top of all that, I was taking every opportunity I could to work on films, whether they were from my friends or anyone else in town, you could count on me to be there. Like a lot of folks, my goal was to eventually move to New York City and start working my way into the industry. I wanted to be a great cinematographer, mostly working on high-end shows and dramatic features and things like that. That was the dream for me, and I was slowly and surely grinding my way towards it. And then it happened. I got burned out. Like really, really burned out. It felt kind of like um, a massive wave of depression and anxiety and apathy hit me all at once. And it got to the point where I had no idea if I even wanted to keep going with film. Frankly, it was devastating. I'd spent so many years and so much energy and money pursuing the filmmaking dream, and here I felt like I'd be completely miserable unless I just gave it up. So I did what any reasonable person would do in this situation. I took some time off just to think it over a little bit. And while I was relaxing in the eye of this existential storm, I realized something. I realized that I absolutely hated making my living the way I had been. It was exhausting, low paying, and more often than not, I wasn't working on projects or with people that I connected with in any meaningful way. Frankly, that wore me down to the point of being irritated by filmmaking instead of inspired and driven by it. I knew that I wouldn't be able to endure years and years of that kind of work so that I could quote unquote pay my dues and start working my way up the ladder of the film industry. It just wasn't going to happen. So I found myself at a crossroads. 
I could either choose to give up on filmmaking and just do something completely different with my life, or I could find a way to make filmmaking work for me in a way that actually makes me happy. Luckily, I decided on the latter option. And my tool for making that happen was changing my definition of filmmaking success. So these days, I still make films, but I don't do it for a living anymore. And I only work on projects if two important conditions are met. And those are, one, I'm working with people that I like and enjoy being around and respect and enjoy collaborating with. And two, I only work on a project if it's something that I think is cool or is meaningful to me. And if I have a sense that if I do a good job, I will be really, really proud of what I've done. And if a new project comes to me and both of those conditions are not met, I pass. It's pretty simple. And as a result, I've never felt more alive when I make films. I've never enjoyed the process more. Of course, I still have big dreams of making ambitious films that get out into the world and that inspire people and that people enjoy. So maybe I will find myself back in the industry someday, working my way up that ladder so that I can pursue filmmaking on a larger scale. But for the time being, I am perfectly content to make really cool shit with my friends and just enjoy myself while making my living from writing and freelancing and from running a business and then pursuing filmmaking outside of all that. Anyhow, that is more than enough about me for the time being. Now let's get into some simple questions that you can ask yourself to come up with your own definition of filmmaking success something that you can use as sort of a guiding light to help you live the kind of life that you want to live and pursue filmmaking in a way that actually makes you happy. So here are some questions that I'd like you to consider. What does your body of work look like in two years, five years, maybe 10, maybe even 20 years? Think, think long-term and think about what are the actual types of films that you would like to have made. And then go deeper than that. What impact do you want your work to have on audiences? Does it just entertain them or does it change them, make them think, make them feel? Does it bridge a gap between cultures? What do you want your work to accomplish? What is the ideal balance between work that you do for money and work that you do for yourself to be proud of? Or are those one and the same? Also, how skilled do you want to be in the craft of filmmaking or in one particular part of the craft of filmmaking? Do you want to be a world-class cinematographer or director or editor or writer or whatever it is? Or do you want to be a really well-rounded jack-of-all-trades who can tackle every last piece of the filmmaking process and still get awesome results that they're proud of? And is it important that you develop a unique voice of your own? And then think about your personal life. How would you like the act of making films to fit into the larger picture of your life? Do you spend 80 hours a week in the throes of the filmmaking process, perhaps working in the industry? Or do you prioritize spending time with your family and your friends or pursuing outside interests and hobbies? And then last but not least, how much money would make you feel comfortable and successful as a filmmaker? And I know that Last one might seem a little bit taboo because we're all a little bit weird about money, but it can be seriously helpful to figure out an actual number that would make you feel comfortable. 
So seriously, spend as much time as you need thinking about these questions. And I will have them listed out in the show notes and the blog post for this episode so that you can revisit them whenever you want. And beyond that, try to come up with more questions to test yourself because this is your life and it's your definition of filmmaking success. So whatever it is you need to ask yourself to get to the core of what you really want, just ask it. And make sure to be as honest with yourself as you possibly can be, because the more honest you are, the better your definition of success will actually fit with who you are and who you want to be. Now, I've been talking about this idea of defining filmmaking success for yourself for about a year now on Filmmaker's Process and on other podcasts and all over the place. So... I reached out to my audience, the people who've been reading my site, and I asked them a simple question. How do you define filmmaking success? And I had them record their answers. And they came back with some really good stuff. So let's take a listen. To be a successful filmmaker, for me, it means my work has a positive impact and influence on others. Uh, also, that I make projects that I want and like and have meaning to me. And then finally, I get to spend time with my family still, right? I'm not just taken up and fully absorbed in filmmaking, but I can spend time with my family and be a part of their lives and, and be an influence for good in their lives. What I think it means to be a successful filmmaker is that you love the process of making films and that you focus on stories that you are passionate about because those are the only ways you're gonna get a project finished, whether it's a feature or a short film, a lot of time and energy goes into it. There's no guarantee that you're going to make it into film festivals or make a ton of money off your film. And if at the end of it all, you're still happy with what you've created, then there's no way you can fail. Success as a filmmaker for me means being able to make films and be happy with the films that I make. Um, for a long time, I had different ideas about what success meant, about being successful in a way that was more about the financial situation. Uh, but now that I've found a marketing job that I really love and I make enough money to live off of with that job, now I feel like movie making is really more of a passion of mine that I can do at my own pace, which is good because the movies that I'm interested in making now are much larger in scale, which means they take longer to make, which means making a living off of that is increasingly unrealistic. When I was younger and I first decided I wanted to be a filmmaker, success for me was driven by the idea that I had to be working in Hollywood, you know, making films that were financially successful. I was maybe going to have an Academy Award by the age of 30 or whatever ridiculous time frame 17-year-old Erica gave herself. And then I started to study film and I got my degree in film studies and I very quickly, you know, became in tune with the sometimes harsh realities of trying to be an artist and a filmmaker that makes this their career. And it very quickly became more about Am I helping create stories that mean something? So success now means that I'm able to come together with a group of people and that we're able to create stories that are thought provoking, that you know make audiences feel, that make audiences think. At the end of the day, first and foremost, I wanna be able to say that I came together 
with other filmmakers to create stories that we're proud of. So in order of appearance, that was filmmakers Tanner Duncan, Georgia Abdijan, Craig Inzana, and Erica Perdillo. And I'm sorry if I butchered any of those names. Anyhow, if you would like to hear all of the other audience submissions for this episode, and there are quite a few of them, go to filmmakerfreedom.com slash one. And that's just the number one, not spelled out or anything. If you go there, that'll take you to the blog post for this episode, where I'll have everyone's answers embedded, as well as a way for you to sign up to submit answers for future episodes. And I do plan on doing a ton of audience participation this season. So it's about time to wrap up this first episode because it's running a little bit long. But before we do, there's one more important thing I want to leave you with. And it's this idea that your definition of success is always subject to change. Chances are the person you are today won't see the world the same way as the version of you who's 10 years older or even five years older. So don't hold on to your definitions of success too rigidly. Life has a way of leading us in interesting and exciting and sometimes scary new directions. So don't resist when your priorities change or new opportunities come along that don't really fit into your original definition. Anyhow, that's all I've got for the first ever episode of the Filmmaker Freedom Podcast. I really sincerely hope you enjoyed it and that you're excited for all of the cool stuff to come, because I really do think that I've got a lot of interesting and valuable ideas to share with you over the course of this season, ideas that will help you become more successful in the world of film. And as a quick reminder, this whole first season is sponsored by Musicvine. But instead of me telling you about how cool and useful of a company it is again, I thought I'd let you hear directly from one of the founders. When I asked why they started Musicvine, here's what Lewis Foster, one of the co-founders, told me. It was really, it kind of started out of a frustration with the options that were available to us at the time. We'd, we found that stock music sites were just bloated and a bit dated while high-end music was too expensive and, and complex to license. So we wanted to solve that by building a really carefully created platform with straightforward, affordable licenses. So that's it for today. If you enjoyed the show or got something useful out of it, it would mean the world to me if you could go onto iTunes and leave a rating and a review. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode as we dive into the fundamentals of filmmaking success. Talk soon. Bye.